Welcome, welcome to another edition of our weekly Friday market updates. Every Friday at 12 o'clock Pacific time, I go over live what is actually happening with the Bay Area real estate market. And I go over any questions, concerns any of you guys may have. I also look at the data itself so that you can see visually what is actually happening. And it is a very competitive market right now. We'll get to the data momentarily, but let's go over the news of the week. San Francisco has 40,000 empty homes. Would taxing them help solve the city's housing crisis? I'm pretty torn about this. On one end, it's their money, right? Just because they have the money to do so and they don't want somebody living in their place, people shouldn't be forced to rent out homes. But you can see there's been these initiatives that have been happening across the entire globe. Vancouver, Oakland, looks like Los LA, Hong Kong, Toronto, a lot of these hubs. The fact is a lot of people that live in these major hubs have plenty of money. So they actually have homes all over the place and they don't want to uh, let it being let it being rented out while they're not there. So instead, they'll just leave it vacant. And it happened, especially during COVID, right? The market wasn't very hot to sell the place and they didn't have the need to sell the place. So why don't they just buy another place in Lake Tahoe, buy another place somewhere else in Florida, wherever it may be, and just find a new spot and keep their existing one? Eventually, they can decide do they want to come back or not. So I'm pretty torn about this, right? Because on the other end, we all know what's been going on. Um, it would be great for them to allow it to be rented out, uh, allow people to use it. At the same time, you know, it is their place. They're already, it's not like they're not paying property tax for it. They're still paying property tax a year. They're still paying their HOA dues if it's a condo. So it's a little bit mixed in terms of how I feel about this. But this is something that's been going on, um, especially with how, uh, how, how general a lot of these cities are of trying to tax uh, the rich. Then I don't see this may continue to happen, but we'll see what happens. But something to be mindful of, San Francisco has 40,000 empty homes. Pretty amazing. Big Pleasanton office complex lands buyer deal points to a wobbly area of prices. Silicon Valley development firms grabs four building office center. So what's interesting about this is that this points, the purchase price of $78 million points to declining property value for these types of office buildings in that section of the East Bay. This, is, this has been going on actually for some time. So think about it. Most of the prime real estate continues, even after all this time, still is the San Mateo County along with Santa Clara County. They have continued to do extremely well, continue to set record prices. However, companies are not wanting to just simply expand to other areas because um, they don't, quite frankly, need to. A lot of these companies that are doing these record deals, record profits, don't really look at corporate real estate as a cost but look at corporate real estate as a driver for retention and for recruiting. And so for that reason, a lot of places that you have plentiful of land, Pleasanton, Tri-Valley, East Bay, especially in office space, there's no need for people to want to expand or, or go there. Instead of just going 45 minutes east, they might as well go to Seattle, go to Austin, go to these other hubs altogether. So something to be mindful of, follow how the companies, how they are Follow the companies and how they're spending their money. It's very critical, especially if the return to work is going to happen again. Let's take another look at a couple of different corporate real estate deals. 
You have gene editing firm signs 85,000 square foot lease to relocate and expand in South San Francisco headquarters. Deal more than doubles firm's footprint in this home city at a time when life science real estate is hard to find in this bay in, in the Bay Area. So as I mentioned, prime real estate, in this case, San Mateo County, continues to double down, especially when it comes to life sciences. Next, Intuitive Surgical widens buying binge for Sunnyvale properties. Five-year shopping spree by medical tech titan tops $100 million. See, very different, right? You can see this over and over again. Prime areas, in this case, Sunnyvale, continues to be very, very robust. And Intuitive Surgical has done phenomenally well. So Silicon Valley is a big, uh, very important for them to continue their, uh, their growth, their research, their development. You can see their campus right now totals 1.21 million square feet. Welcome to the Bay. Welcome to the Bay. Now, homes are a little bit different, though. Bay Area's great migration is creating a mega region as residents move out, not away. That's what I've been saying for, for a long time now. Now, the question that everybody will always have is, what does expanding out mean? When does moving out? For example, it could be Sacramento. It could be Tracy Mountain House. I mean, those houses are $900,000, $1 dollars already, too. It could be even further out, maybe even out to like Modesto, Stockton area, right? It could be outside. It could be Sonoma County. It could be Santa Cruz, Monterey County. Right. So there's always all these interesting moves that people can do. And because money has been so plentiful for a lot of people, it could be secondary houses. They may not have needed to actually sell their place to move to a different one. So it'll be interesting to see uh, as if people do return back to the office, if that does anything or this may be the new normal. Another big winner, Dublin, one of America's fastest growing cities. But wait, I thought people in the Bay Area, nobody, nobody moves to anywhere in the Bay Area. And so you can see a new study shows Dublin as one of America's top 20 fastest growing cities. Now, a big part of this is several factors. So number one, Dublin is pretty open. Just drive by there. You can see there's lots of open space everywhere. And there is a lot of uh, strategic planning. Take a look at the city of Dublin's website of how they're planning to grow all those housing. So it will continue to be one of the fastest growing cities because it has so much land to do so. And they've been constructing a lot of townhomes, a lot of um, condos to, to help people be able to move in and also keep costs relatively low uh, for a very large and nice place. Also, their retail uh, centers are all newer. So it's it's been very convenient for a lot of people. Quite frankly, I, whenever I visit uh, Dublin, Pleasanton, Tri-Valley, I have lots of clients there. So it's been great to see their moves uh, to expand and, and decide to uh, ultimately settle down there, but love their commercial spots. They have like even 99 Ranch there that shows there's lots of Asians that live there because they wouldn't expand there if they wasn't. So really interesting to see, and, and this will continue to happen. Dublin has a lot of land. There is no shortage of land. So it will continue to be on the top 20 fastest growing cities is my prediction. I'll be one of the only ones because quite frankly, it doesn't have that not many Bay Area cities, especially the core Bay Area, actually has much land. But Dublin has been very aggressive in building this. And they're even opening up a new high school in the next couple of years. So that'll be cool to see. Last but not least, as home prices skyrocketed, sellers made killer profits in 2021. Congratulations to anyone that has owned a home. And hopefully for you all that are watching, 
hopefully you guys will be uh, seeing this same story whenever it comes for you, whenever it comes time for you to sell your home down the road. Because at the end of the day, generally real estate has been a very, very great vehicle against inflation. And one of the very popular things I'm, I've seen these days is think about this. We have three and a half percent interest rates, which are rising, but it's still very attractive. And you have 7% inflation. How is this not a no-brainer to get and buy a home? How? Especially when you're locking it in at 3.5%. So at the end of the day, it is what it is. Home prices will continue to rise. It's one of the best vehicles against inflation. And since inflation is over 7%, um, it's, it's, you can see why things are happening. At the same time, they're not building that many homes for how many people are, are looking to buy or unable to buy so let's keep that in mind as you go through the process. Let's talk about the data itself. It's been really interesting. I think a lot of these data points, it's going to be interesting to see how things uh, ultimately evolve. Um, what I see on the ground level of what homes are ultimately selling for, uh, I get a sense as to where things will probably go. It's going to all depend by county by county. So let's take a look at the data itself. 141 new listings over the last week, 102 contingent pending. And that is for San Mateo County single family. You can see prices had increased since December, but still lower than the November figures and lower than the previous highs in June and July. I suspect that as people return back to the office, San Mateo County will be one of the strongest markets that there is. Condos and townhomes, very different result. For the most part, it's been fairly simple to buy a condo or a townhome. As you can see, prices have actually declined over the course of months. Santa Clara County. Different trend, 417 new listings, 274 contingent pending. You can see this is a much higher number than it has been in all the previous weeks. But the data itself, when you look at how January closed, was some of the highest it has been in recent times. I suspect this will continue to keep pushing forward. I think February will be a higher time than it, what we have right now. But look at look at what happened with Colorado and townhomes. I'd be really interested to see actually how this is the case because when I'm making the offers, townhomes certainly are not feeling this way. I, my guess is that there's been a disproportionate amount of condos that have may skew the data. But once you make a few offers, you can kind of see it for yourself. Alameda County, 370 new listings. As you can see, most has been 260 contingent pending. Look at these figures. January, a pretty big increase from what it was December, which was a surprise drop but still lower than the previous months. However, I do see this continue to trend upwards, especially Tri-Valley. I made offers there and it is going about 10% above what the recent three months have actually went for. And people are getting desperate. And I think that's just something to be mindful of. And there's two ways to think about when what happens when people get desperate. On one end, you hope, and I hope personally, that they're an outlier so that it doesn't keep happening. The other side is in 30 days, that becomes public. And that may become the new stepping stone. So what I tell all of my buyers at the moment is, look, stay focused, stay locked in. You know, at the end of the day, it's out of your control what the market is. Understand where your options are with the market and what things are going for, especially if you lose one. And consider going a little bit further out, finding a place a little bit smaller, adjusting budget, changing parameters. Those are very, very critical in these types of very competitive markets so that you can still Accomplish your goal, right? Your goal ultimately may be trading up, maybe getting out of the rent space. Make no mistake, rent is going up a lot too. So keep that in mind as you go through the search. Remember, why are you doing this to begin with? 
because that will help you stay focused as to the mission. And the mission hopefully is to get the new home and stop paying rent and be part of the long-term growth that we have had. Let's take a look at uh, San Francisco as we close out. I mean, San Francisco is certainly interesting as well. If you see the median sales price for single family, interesting, right? It seems like January has been lower figures in the previous months. But uh, obviously, February is very short. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. I made an offer myself in a property out in Bernal Heights. It went uh, quite a bit above historics. I think some of these numbers will change, and we should see some pretty high growth out in February. Or I'm just getting super unlucky. Was one of them. If you look at condos and townhomes, look at condos, right? January figures. Look at how low it was. Um, condo wise, not not. I'm a little surprised of how low this is. I don't think it that is a fair assessment. I think it just depends on what condos were being sold. But condos have certainly not been nearly as competitive. It's something to be mindful of if you're out looking in San Francisco. And just look at the last one, Contra Costa County. Contra Costa County single family, as you can see, has been very doable, right? Home prices have been relatively flat. Of course, it depends on where you're looking at. We can see condos and townhomes have been relatively flat as well. So that gives you an idea. And that's actually the recap of the month. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, of this episode of our Friday market update. If you or anyone you know has any questions about the market, please be sure to reach out to me as my contact details are below. My number is 408-547-4590. Call or text me anytime. Love to help you. Enjoy the weekend. See you at the next one.